genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one beautiful book at a time. Hmm. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm really emotional. Uh, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. <laughs> and joining us again today are Joey Rose Rison and Caitlin Lucan from Shadow Facts. Yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It feels good. Yes. And today we're talking about minute 232, which starts with the camera settling on Frodo from behind while he's sitting in the study. And it ends with this shot of the the title, There and Back Again, A Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins, as Sam says, There and Back Again. Mm -hmm. Which, yes, Mm -hmm. uh, I just gave myself chills thinking about the fact that this movie is nearly over and everything that these two little guys have been through i am going to be crying the entire last week we are covering this <laughs> right right i know it's it is it's amazing it doesn't feel real that no we're almost it really done. doesn't it's 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 not real yet it'll it'll sink in wow it'll get there but yeah this this minute starts with the the camera settling in we come into the study frodo is is sitting writing at the book um Nothing happens for 40 seconds. That, that paper texture, though. It's so nice. It's incredible. It's I want to touch it. So It's just, like, beautiful. You can see the fibers in it. Like, mm-hmm. not to be the, the texture guy of, like, I want to touch all the things <laughs> in this movie, but, like, that's... Oh, I feel that in my bones. It's fine. Yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, Frodo's shirt here, again, like, has, you know, this nice, like, woven stripe in it, and then his suspenders also are, like a little bit stripy and it's you know they're very like rustic sort of fabrics and textures but it just works really well mm-hmm. yeah we were talking about rugs a little yesterday i'm obsessed with the round rug that he is sitting on oh, like yeah. his chair is resting it's, on with the starburst it's pattern so yeah. great so pretty and this is the only room that seems to have some pictures on the wall that we see in this. Well, yeah, it's scene. his office or study. It's the study. Yeah. 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 It's like a slice of the bag end of the bag end of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it kind of feels like it's like he's been, you know, retracting. Right. So and this is kind of like the room that he still exists in. Mm-hmm. And he's like pulled stuff out of everywhere else. Like, like you know so none of the rest of it feels lived in but like this is where he's still sort of living he's still mm-hmm. himself here on, like in some way leaving yeah. yeah because he has to put himself on the page he needs to still be alive in this room oh my god yeah. norman you're you're banned <laughs> from this what <laughs> i'm just like i'm just having a lot of um I don't know. The score is beautiful. It, oh, like, I love this kind of like melancholic, almost Shire theme. Yes, yes. Yeah. It like resonates. Um, him finishing his book is mm. like a pipe dream for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this shall never be. Right? Uh. Like the room that he lives in is the room that he like pours his soul into finishing the story. I'm just so, so overwhelmed with this. Right? And then once he's done the book, yeah. he has nothing left in the Shire. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's so interesting. Except I, Sam. Except Sam. We, we, <laughs> we will get there. I I hadn't really thought about, like, how what a nice book in the book itself is. Like, I guess I had previously kind of been like, oh, yeah, like, it's, you know, like, putting a nice little bow on things. But the story ends with, like, him doing, the story begins with him doing something for Bilbo and ends with him doing something for Bilbo and, like, mm-hmm. doing the last thing that he asked of him to, like, finish the book. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And the the same guy that did this book also did Saruman's book for the the on set stuff, all the the prop. Oh, for the, the calligraphy. Mm. Yeah, for all the calligraphy and the drawings is all one person. Is this also the mm-hmm. same like the the map of, of Middle Earth guy? Yep, same guy. Yeah. Oh wow. Um whose name I do not have in front of me at the moment. <laughs> it has fallen but i'm sure we've mentioned him before yeah, when we, we talked will... about the saruman book yes yeah speaking of calligraphy have you seen there's a picture from set um of frodo used to or you know elijah wood on set used to uh, like practice the the hobbit calligraphy and there's mm-hmm. a sheet of uh him practicing the calligraphy and i'll i'm gonna send this to you now in the email so y'all can see it because yeah but i'm also gonna read this tweet by kieran by kieran comics um which says elijah's wood calligraphy practice looks like frodo absolutely losing it over sam getting married because it has this last little paragraph right that says like you know sam finally asked for the hand of fair rosy cotton it was the bravest thing he ever did and then he ever did is just repeated like over and over and over again (laughs) (laughs) amazing it's it's very jack nicholson in the shining all of a sudden oh yeah absolutely yeah like all work and no play makes sam a dull boy (laughs) It's written, it's written in a it. column down the center of the page and then kind of like over and over like in the yeah. margins. And then just all this yeah. extra stuff on the page. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because we, I mean, we see him finishing that line in this minute. Yes. Um, I, yeah. God, I love this. This is so funny. Because <laughs> well, he, he has to write it on screen. So he just practiced yeah. it a million times. Because he probably just had to write those last three words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A yeah. thousand exactly. times. <laughs> those little things that I feel like would be so weirdly nerve wracking as an actor. Like, oh, you want me to like convey the extremes of the human emotional experience? Fine. Oh, you want to film me while I write something in this stilted handwriting? Oh, God. <laughs> while I'm trying to match all the writing before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. With a quill. Ugh. Well, mm-hmm. God, that's amazing. Um, before Sam comes in, though, like you can see Frodo's left hand on the page and mm. his, you know, finger stub, um, and also his ridiculously stubby fingernails. Continue to but why does he have perfect. nine fingers? <laughs> fingernails have stressed me out so thoroughly over the course of these movies <laughs> that's because elijah wood never stopped biting them is that factual he's a nail yeah. biter they talked yeah we talked about it way back during our fellowship see coverage. i have wow. no memory of this okay. place yeah i mean that makes sense it's the only way that i that would happen but i just yeah it didn't yeah. feel like an intentional it, it was it felt like an indefensible like 
aesthetic choice. So that mm-hmm. that does make sense. Um, yeah, no, Elijah Wood's yeah, just a nail biter. Because that was, I mean, he's he's so young when they were filming these movies, right? Like he they started when he was eighteen. That's that's a, yeah. a lot of yeah. pressure. Yeah, no, Orlando Bloom was just a little bit older than him. Is that right? Orlando yeah, he was Bloom like was early twenties. He was still a ripe young soccer hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> like Orlando Bloom was like 20-ish when they started when he started when he was in this movie or something. Mm. He's also very young. Yeah. Well, and he came like freshly from having like serious he came to the sets like fresh from like a pretty serious injury, right? Like he had he had fractured fractured his spine like falling off of a, a building like that sounds oh, that sounds familiar, I but I don't know that. if we ever really if we ever talked about that. I, do I don't not think remember we did. talking about that. But that I, sounds right. I don't think that's like anything the, they ever bring up in the commentaries. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm speaking like from you know my like hazy memories of younger fandom, so this might be uh, incorrect or I might be misremembering it, but I'm pretty. Uh, that wow. Out in my mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. That sounds like vaguely familiar to me. Like I've heard that before. All right. All right. <laughs> like I, I i don't quite have no memory of this place <laughs> um what are these uh swords back here well, uh, our good friend richard taylor refers to them as as treasures that frodo has brought back with him to back end from his adventure oh okay we, we were we were trying to figure out if those were in our words swords we know yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they like, are. No, they're just random I don't swords. Think they are either. But we also weren't sure if they were swords Frodo brought back or swords they that Bilbo like had Bilbo. brought back like, that Bilbo. were like leftover from mm-hmm. Bilbo. The whole thing is Bilbo like Bilbo swords. had a bunch of like weird treasures and things that he collected, like both during and after his travels. So I assume, yeah, like he Bilbo. traded with the dwarves for stuff and yeah. all kinds of weird things during his. His time after yeah. his adventure. Yeah. I think Bilbo is the maximalist and Frodo, you know, is just like living in the inherited space. That's my sister. She's a maximalist. You are also a maximalist. I'm not. I'm not I, as bad I as have her. To you, curb you, your are, maximalism. you are four years into a podcast. You are a maximalist. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? That's true. We have over like, what, 700 episodes or something almost? Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, but like just whenever I hear the word, the, the word like maximalist or maximalism, yeah, maximalism, I just remember my sister telling me that. That her and her husband just like, <laughs> her husband would be like, when are you going to achieve my dream? Minimalism. When are you going to achieve my dream? Maximalism. Maximalism. Yeah. 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 I, I know I'm a maximalist because I have multiple pieces of velvet furniture. So like the, the ship yeah. has sailed for me on that that's, one. That's that, the okay. sign. Like that's, that's the, the whole I know I just met you, but you saying that makes so much sense because you're like texture guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow, there's a whole character arc here. I am learning about myself. <laughs> yeah, I I feel the I feel the title texture guy in in my in my heart. So it's fine. If I if I were an animal, yeah. I'd be a raccoon. I just have to touch yeah, everything. I'm aware. <laughs> Joey, Joey, we have to add this. This is my new title for the for for our oh, podcast. Yeah. Texture guy. To you. Great. I'm the Peter Jackson complainer, and yeah, you're the, and texture I'm the texture guy. guy. <laughs> Great. It's important to to know your role. Mm -hmm. It it is. It's it's good to know your place in the universe. (laughs) There's also speaking of textures. There's wonderful. We we talked about the like carpet that we envy, but also 
over Frodo's shoulder. Joey first pointed this out. There's a really beautiful piece of art of um, yes, kind of like, like the curling the branches piece. of an oak tree. And there's also, the, yeah, that really like heavily carved. I, I don't know if it's a ma- I don't know if it's a mantle. I don't know if there's a fireplace under there, but uh, like a piece of wood sticking out from the wall, and it's just wow, just beautiful. I bet that's supposed to be uh, the party tree. Oh, oh my god. Mm. R.I.P. Wow. I bet that's supposed to be the party tree. <laughs> Rest in party. Party tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Right, because they tear it, the scouring in the Shire, the party tree gets torn down, right? Yeah, the party yeah. tree is the casualty of the Shire. Not in the movie verse. How did we Still not there. talk about that? You like went off on like a 20 minute rant about, about how i wish scouring the scouring the, the shire. shire was in the movie you yes. didn't even talk about like yeah party me tree. too oh, my god wow <laughs> just i wanted this when i first got the extended edition of, of return of the king i was like all right i finally get to see the scouring of the shire you're such a nerd and then it didn't happen and i was just like peter jackson why would you do this to me first tom bombadil yeah. and now this <laughs> yeah that's oh what god. i'm saying that's why i'm oh, the peter jackson no. complainer i mean not the only reasons but <laughs> i think i think leaving bombadil out is is was a great adaptation. This is one of the this is the the largest fisher in our podcast house is like pro Tom Bombadil and and Yeah, Caitlin pro- hates Tom don't, Bombadil. And I, don't get me wrong. I, Tom Bombadil yeah. not being in the movie makes fellowship flow much cleaner as a theatrical experience. However, yeah. that's what the extended edition is for. <laughs> to just put right. the stuff in <laughs> oh, and that nice was missing. Narrative structure sure would be a shame if something happened to that. <laughs> But uh, I am with I'm with Caitlin on this one. Um, I don't like Bombadil as much as I did when I was like a younger person reading the books. But I don't I don't need him in the movies. Bombadil represents the barrier between the fairy tale whimsy of the Shire into the danger of the real world. I thought he's the bridge narratively between the two. I thought that we had left the Bombadil discourse. (laughs) In, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> in the past. Like, I, I, I had like, I, I went on like a 40 this minute rant about Tom Bombadil in Fellowship of the Ring. It's fine. Yeah. This is two goddamn yeah. movies ago. I'm sorry. I know. I mean, we're no, 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 too, but fine. I think about it This conversation every day. about Bombadil mirrors the point of Bombadil, which is that you cannot opt out of conflict. Like you, you can't. Like it will touch you no matter where you are. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's the. We can't talk about. We this. can't. We don't have time for this. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Tom Bombadil. No, I feel. It's I mean, so Tom Bombadil. What happens in the minute of this movie is Bombadil kicks in right, the closet Blue's door. He's been in and the bag. And his so yellow. <laughs> right. He just boots in the door. Hey, doll, Mary, doll. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> okay why is um all right why is, no 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 wait i have to share this all right you've okay. conjured this i'm sharing it i have conjured um, uh-huh. why is tom bombadil in my brain in this scenario um the guy from die hard just like he's wearing bruce like, willis yes <laughs> he's gonna dye those oh, yellow yeah, boots red <laughs> yeah. he has just... Hey, whole dairy doll. Now I have a gun. <laughs> hey, whole dairy doll. Now I have a machine gun. Yeah. So I know a lot of people like the Yippie Kaye line, but oh. my favorite line is definitely Ho Ho Ho. ho, ho. ho. I yeah. have a machine gun. Now. <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry. Yes, you can continue. <laughs> okay. So we get before Sam comes in, there's one other one other thing to mention, which is this shot of Frodo uh touching his shoulder right before Sam comes in mm-hmm. yeah. was done in pickups and is the last bit of footage for this movie Elijah Wood filmed. Oh, oh that's so that's... weird. That's such a weird spot. That's it was just a pickup scene and it was the last thing he did. Feel mm-hmm. sad. <laughs> like Elijah Wood during pickups had to get in the headspace of your Frodo about to leave to go and go to the Grey Havens. And you're in pain. You're in pain. Your wound hasn't healed. You're going to pick up and like just in the middle of this scene, we wanted to insert close up shot of you for this. Go. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. It works. I, yeah. It does. And I just, I've just got to say, like, I understand that like Elijah Wood is acting. He's not Frodo, but it just feels. Oh, the Elijah Wood so, No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> okay, complaining. Okay. I am sometimes the Elijah Wood complainer, but I'm not complaining here. Um, That's okay. Mary Clay was too. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, it's just like feels uh i don't know meaningful in like a weird meta way that like the wound that he was left with is also oh. like the the sort of the last thing that that elijah filmed you know that there's this like mm-hmm. lingering thing and it's just like a weird you know way to finish a thing and sort of be left it's, with like it's, that it's the, yeah it's the thing you then... have to go back and deal with after yeah you think you finished yes after you've like supposedly reached the climax exactly the and then this wound there, keeps there acting up yeah 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 that's a good point that's all. well it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like we were I'm talking sorry, about you were <laughs> it's kind of like we were talking about yesterday Based about how screen. like how um like grief and healing isn't linear so like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's some kind of like cosmic significance to it, the fact that this is the last thing that Frodo filmed. Dude, I'm not high enough. Yeah. To, like <laughs> <laughs> to it's like you become your art, right? Like that's yeah. you be- you become your art. It's this weird echo. Oh like, my god. It's this thing. Dude, this yeah. is a hell of a team. Get all new age about it. We're like, all over the <laughs> People have been getting all new age about Lord of the Rings for 40 years. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Frodo lives. Right. It's like, that doesn't look like Maybe tobacco smoke, Mr. Tilton. Yeah. Right. Because I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. oh, we've talked about that. <laughs> <sighs> what were you going to say, Cassandra? Oh, like, because she was talking about how she can't imagine being an actor and like, going like jumping around in these different head spaces all the time it's just yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. we're filming this part of fellowship of the ring and then we're gonna film the part where sam and frodo um climb up the like mount doom right yeah like on, yeah on a... and when we talked about some of the first stuff that they filmed with sam and with sam and frodo with sean and elijah in this movie just no in general was stuff with Gollum. yeah like, yeah no i mean that was in just the middle like, of two that hours was in this movie so weird and hard yeah yeah, I feel like a thing I say frequently on our podcast is when we're really kind of like drilling down into the emotional significance and all the layers of these moments is like, oh boy, I have never understood a human emotion ever. Like, <laughs> and then like trying to distill it and put it out is like, mm-hmm. man, the doing doing this minute by minute just makes me appreciate so much, especially Sean Astin of Sean and, and Elijah. 
just god he's yes, so good he, he carries like he does such a good job of like carrying the weight of that relationship and making it believable always like even in the extremities of like what they're going through and also like when he's being comic relief mm-hmm. um i think his performance is kind of not not underrated i don't think people like talk shit about it but i think people it flies under the radar yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. should have got a best supporting actor oscar mm. <laughs> yeah yeah dude so should have andy circus yes <laughs> mm. oh my gosh yeah Ooh. Just he's 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 doing a lot. Just pass out more Oscars to everyone in this cast, please. <laughs> they all deserve more gold statues. Yeah, you know what? Give Oscars to the two guys who sat in a room and just made change yes. for three years for Weta. Like give them Oscars, please. <laughs> they deserve it. Like the the people who got the the costuming Oscars. I hope that they they gave them to those two guys and just like you deserve this. <laughs> you and the people that that tied. 10,000 leaves onto well, the no, party that's tree. Costume. That's set. It's, yeah, that's true. Just two different just two different people about it. The effects guys and costume guys are just like you you two whose job was to do nothing but tie leaves onto this tree. Here's a here's a gold statue. Yeah. <laughs> Chainmail, here's a gold statue. You you deserve this. Truly. All all the extras who had to like you know, I'm thinking about like the filming of Helm's Deep where, you know, for a month in the rain, they had to like put on the like clammy from the night before, like Urukai prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Oscars oh. for all of you. Just, just hand that shit out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Can we talk about Sam? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, speaking of human emotion, Sam comes in <laughs> and oh. immediately knows that something is wrong and he hasn't even seen Frodo's face yet. Yeah. He, he knows. just knows. He has a book. He has like two books. He has two books. Which don't which to me it feels like he came back from church. Um, I feel like he was borrowing books from Frodo yeah. because, you know, he's like a yeah, little gentleman which is now. A moment of yeah, yeah. Like that I I also read it as like returning borrowed books, which I love because I don't know that the Sam before this journey like would have done that Mm -hmm. it feels like a moment of like where you can see their influence on each other yes we also don't know for sure in the movie if sam and rosie are living in bag end um i feel like this bag end is like super explicit that nobody else is living here because we just talked about how empty it was yeah especially if they have babies are you kidding me yeah have you have you yeah. have you been in a space with small children lately? Because stuff is everywhere. Well, that's why Frodo is yeah. just so so empty. He just spends literally all of his energy keeping Bag End totally <laughs> from the infant office. I mean, all that emotional labor. Explain minimalism to a toddler. <laughs> you don't understand. It's this doesn't belong be- here. <laughs> How much time oh, has God. passed? Leg- Legos on the floor plus Hobbit feet. Because mm. <laughs> uh, in the book, like, m- like Sam, you know, has children and Frodo helps name a couple of them, you know, mm-hmm. before, like, Frodo leaves. And in the movie, we, you know, go directly from the wedding to this scene and it doesn't, I mean, he's in a different outfit, but we don't actually know, like, how much time has passed. Yeah. Yeah, because he says. I guess um, he for... says, it, yeah, it's been four years. Yeah, four years to the day since Weathertown. But we don't know like where Which... in that four years, like Sam's wedding happened. Yeah, we don't know how soon 
after him getting up at the bar to get married. I guess spoilers for like the very last scene in the movie. Uh, like he has two kids. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. Right. He has mm-hmm. two kids. Yeah. There's, I think two, there's of them, right? two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was like um, hallucinating another child. <laughs> yeah. So we're not sure how long. I imagine that Hobbit courtships are short. Yeah. I imagine Hobbits just kind of quickly know what they want. Well, we don't know because Rosie doesn't freaking talk. I know. I'm not going to open that can again. <laughs> just open the door just to crack to let that out. I'll, I'll die mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I imagine the Hobbit courtships are very, courtships are very quick. I imagine they're yeah. brief. I mean, especially because Sam, Sam like literally almost died like five times. I almost died so, on the slope of a volcano. Yeah. Dude, I can't I want to marry you. Yeah. Just, yeah. You've you've now said courtship enough though that I want the like Regency Hobbiton AU. Yes. Oh yeah. They're even they're even wearing the I little waistcoats. Like, yes. like it's perfect. I know it's not a perfect analog because they're not like a people overly concerned with propriety, but right. Well, their own sense of propri- propriety, just not the yeah. one that's yeah. 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 Again, I have to go. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, I have to go write some fanfiction. We'll be back. See you guys next episode. Yeah, Sam comes um, in. You know something's wrong. We get a nice good look yeah. at Frodo looking pale. Yeah, Pained. very sick. A little dead. Just a half. With those sad, sad eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you, man, Frodo's Frodo's a zombie. First Bombadil and now this. Frodo's a zombie. Ugh. He's been slowly becoming a zombie since he got Wait. stabbed on the stabbed on yeah. Wintertop. Yeah. Because the Morgul Blade explicitly still, like wraithifying? Yeah, the Morgul Blade explicitly turns people into a wraith. We are told that Elrond could not fully heal it. That process would continue. And I I talked about uh last last week that I to me, it feels like anything that the ring's power had touched, anything it had influence over, when the ring is gone, it, that influence doesn't go away. The ring like goes yeah, through that's death the throes. Yeah, they talk about a lot during the book. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the ring goes through death throes and destroys everything it had touched previously. Mm-hmm. Which is kind. It's kind of how I take some of the stuff that goes on with the ring. Its destruction, it doesn't just go away. Evil doesn't end. Yeah, there's like shock waves. Yeah, it has. It's still a corrupting fact. force that had impacted Frodo. It's not just going to stop. And the Morgul Blade is an even older kind of power than power that Sauron wielded. Mm. The Morgul Blade is from Morgoth stuff. But there's a difference between a wraith and a zombie. It's an undead spirit. I feel like a wraith, like you. Is don't a actually... zombie an undead spirit? No, it's an animated corpse. I feel like the whole thing is it's not a spirit. It's yeah, just... I think yeah. I think there's a pretty big distinction between wraiths and zombies. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Norman. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the the wraith. The thing about the wraith that I find interesting is that ba- it basically its body exists in one place and its spirit exists in another. Yeah. And the two being forcibly separated is part of the corruption of the the wraith's existence. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Poor Frodo. Poor yeah. Frodo. Yeah, he's either he's yeah, either well. way, he's 
He's going through it. Mm-hmm. He really and is. And then Sam, it, I really wanted Sam to like put his hand on Frodo's shoulder in this moment. It feels it feels very close to happening. It, this honestly, mm. it feels like the moment in the book where it says Frodo took his master's hand and did not kiss it, like, <laughs> like the like it feels like if this were a line of text, it would say Sam did not put his hand on Frodo's shoulder, which is like pointless to mention unless it means something, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well and like romantic tension romantic tension or no which there frequently is like th- they do have lots of moments of kind of like easy physical affection between them mm-hmm. yeah it feels very natural that it would be yeah and i don't know i don't know if i read it as like just i i think it's just like sam notices the the book and focuses on that instead but it also feels like maybe indicative of like the sort of growing distance between them as like frodo uh, has been withdrawing yeah it's sad mm-hmm. um, yeah. right yeah yeah that's sam sam knows enough to know something is amiss but doesn't can't fully intuit what it might be in the same way that he he might have been able to like when they were journeying. yeah or doesn't know like how to continue comforting him or or doesn't know where their relationship stands now that he's married to rosie or mm-hmm. you know all, oh God, all of that these. makes it that makes it joey this makes it the worst this is like the worst parallel of like we in our own podcast were just talking about the scene at the end of two towers where like sam and frodo have that whole confrontation in osgiliath with the nozzle mm-hmm. yeah and Frodo is kind of like entering a ring trance and Sam is speaking to him and Frodo cannot hear him. The sound is fuzzing out and replaced by the distorted audio of the Nazgul's wings. And the way that Sam breaks through that like barrier is physically like grabbing him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so for then, for that, that barrier to still be here now and for like Sam to not breach it is. Yeah. And I I feel like now, I feel like now that they've returned to the Shire, though, I feel like it's easier for Sam to kind of slip into the relationship they had before, where it's more like mm-hmm. Frodo is his, um, not superior, but like, I don't know, like his master almost. Because um, yeah, he's still, employer, yeah, he's still, he's still the, like the gardener, I guess. Um, and like, he may not feel like it's his place. And I also yeah. wonder yeah. if he like hesitates to touch Frodo because he's in physical pain. Um, yeah, but, oh, sure. but like I, the way that he holds on to his little like waistcoat feels also unnatural, you know, because he's like there's mm-hmm. like a physical like it's distance. like I have to hold on to yeah. this because I otherwise like I will like this is the thing that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I would I would like to posit a a third a, a third idea oh, okay. how, how, how uh-huh. this reads to me. All right, uh, I feel like the kind of body language here tells me that something about how Frodo has been withdrawing itself is why Sam doesn't touch him. He's stopping mm-hmm. himself from mm-hmm. doing so. And I, I don't believe that it has something to do with like Sam's empathy or intuition in regards to Frodo going away. Mm-hmm. I think it reads more like Sam understanding that Frodo is distant and doesn't want to be comforted in that way physically anymore. But, Mm. Yeah, he's like respecting his decision, even though it is heartbreaking. Like he yeah. knows that Frodo is withdrawing in some fashion, 
and he and he's not going to to breach that unless Frodo wants it to be breached. But that feels so out of character for him, almost. Like not they not almost like died together. Yeah, like not not him like respecting Frodo's wishes or anything, but like him just like I don't know having restraint when it comes to Frodo. Like it's yeah. it's it's weird. It's just Sam's. It's like, sad. Sam maturing as a person, <sighs> learning restraint and and. I don't know that I hesitate to say like not. I don't know. Like not comforting your friends is maturity. Well, I, I I read this as something happened, and this there's a reason that he doesn't put his hands on Frodo. Hmm. I read this, and to me, it just makes the most sense for that to come from Frodo rather than Sam. Yeah, just given everything that Frodo has gone through. <gasps> I'm so sad. Frodo is withdrawing. Yeah, I'm I'm big time sad over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, just just passing out those real sad takes. Yeah, dude, I don't. <sighs> Four years of them. I, I I mean I did sign up for this, but like I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I mean every everything will be fine though, right? Like next minute it'll be fine. No, yeah, everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Everything will be fine so soon. <laughs> everything everything will be honky dory. Everything's gonna be great. <laughs> Peachy keen, as it were. Mm-hmm. <sighs> there and back again. A hobbit's tale. Yeah. Well, it comforts me to see those I words on the follow. screen. Yes. Ugh. Bilbo, we're Bilbo. We're about to see Bilbo again. Ooh, we're about to see horses. Yes. Important. Oh, we're right. about to see horses. <laughs> the whole reason you're here. Uh, I know it. It is just a, a wonderful coincidence that you you asked us to be on the show, and there is just a single scene of horses left. Yes, lighting in with the last possible horses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But if there's not anything else, yeah, I think that's today. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm just all I have left is heavy size. Yeah, true. Yeah, same. Sure, I have that effect on people. Uh... <laughs> you <laughs> melancholic bastard. <laughs> uh, between between sad takes and bad puns. Yeah, just... that's true. That's, all... that's your brand. That's all I get. Uh, so. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com, where you can find a whole bunch of other non-movies by Minutes podcast, mm-hmm. including the Protagonist podcast, which is a podcast about a great character from a great story. You can find The Doctor's Companion, which Cassandra also co-hosts. It's on hiatus. Currently on hiatus. We'll come back eventually. They're coming back whenever Doctor Who comes back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically. <laughs> pretty much how that works. Tales from the Short Box, if you're into comics. Geek by Night, season two has just recently begun. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Please check it out. Thank you. Immunities is the other audio drama on the website. Uh, so yeah, check all that out. Mm-hmm. Some great stuff. Thank you. Thank both of you for joining us. Thank both of you. Thank you. It's been great. <laughs> welcome, welcome to both of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.